Hi, my name is Esther, and today we're going to be talking about Vermont's Bennington Triangle and the five baffling disappearances that happened within it. Keep listening to find out what the hell happened. Hi, my name is Esther, and I am here today with my lovely, beautiful friend, Alice. Thanks. Hi, Alice. <laughs> Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Anything exciting happened in the last week? Not really, actually. It's been kind of a slow week. You know what? That's me. always good, though, too. It is. Yeah. It, it was a recovery week. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so I needed that. Yeah. You took on a lot of extra stuff the week before. So. Yes. That's good. That's good. Well, would you like to hear a story? Yes, please. I have a story for you today, and it is the Vermont-Bennington Triangle and the five baffling disappearances of what happened within the triangle. Ooh. You ever heard of the Bennington Triangle no, in, Ver- in Vermont? Absolutely not. <laughs> not. Is this like a Bermuda Triangle situation? It is, wow. indeed. It's, it's a similar situation. So I do have a picture up here for you um, of... This is Bennington County, Vermont, and then the triangle is actually inside of Bennington County. I don't know what's happened there yet, but I want to go on a road. Right, because it's not in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. (laughs) So it's easier to get to, except I'm afraid I I really don't want to disappear. It's true. I don't know. But maybe if we go together, the odds of both of us, (laughs) or one of us coming back... It's good. It's good. But then the other one will probably go to jail, so... Eh, yeah. Roll the dice. Yeah. Will we take that chance? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Mountain National Forest occupies roughly half of Bennington County, Vermont, with the Glastonbury Mountains in the middle. Glastonbury was mostly uninhabited before the 1700s. In 1761, New Hampshire's governor chartered the town, and by 1791, six families lived in the tiny community. It became a logging town in about 1870, and as many as 240 people called it home. However, overlogging of the mountain by the 1880s decimated the trees and led to the town's decline. It is believed that the logging damage to the landscape and the wildlife caused the Native Americans to believe that spirits of the forest had become angry. Or maybe the Glastonbury curse was something more sinister. Today, only the ruins of Glastonbury Ghost Town remain with just eight residents. We should go to that town. We gotta go. But maybe people that are like, oh yeah, we should go to the ghost town. Maybe those eight people that live there do not like that and they're the ones making people disappear. It's true. I wonder, are those eight people really the same six? Yeah, the same families you mean that were yeah. originally there. Yeah, I mean even at two hundred and forty, that could still all be the same One family. Right? I mean, <laughs> it really could be. This is literally very little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Native American tribes held the belief that the curse shrouded the surrounding woods, feeling as though angry spirits resided in the forest. The tribes stayed away. The only exception was the burial of their dead in the area. Mm, I'm not feeling that. No. Well, but they have a very strong connection to their dead. They wouldn't, I don't think that they would feel that it was like, no, stay away. They would honor them. And why would they bury their dead in a place that they thought was cursed or something? Exactly. Unless they purposely 
put some on it to keep people away and protect the spirits of their dead. Maybe. I I, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that yeah. this does not sound like what Native Americans do. I agree. Glastonbury's woods are dark and remote. By some accounts, it's also silent and devoid of usual sounds of nature, such as birds and insects. Many people also attest to ghosts and common hot spots of eerie sensations. Another oddity is that there are claims of man-made piles of rocks found speckled over the land. No one is sure what to make of these. The rocks I can explain. You can? Yeah. Please do. Um, it is when you visit a gravesite, you are to leave a rock to let them know that you're thinking of them. Which is essentially back to a Native American thing, you know, respecting those spirits and they aren't gone from this place. So maybe they were burying right. their deceased right. on this property and just bringing rocks. I mean, that, so, that's a very, that's a good explanation. Yeah, so I it's like actually that. really cool. If you go to graveyards, pretty much any, but there's one very close to here that if you go, one section of the cemetery yeah. is Jewish families. Oh. And you can tell by the stacks of rocks. Really? And I had no idea, you know, until our family member passed away that our cousins placed rocks there. And I was like, why are you doing that? I see it everywhere. And yeah, it's religious. Yeah. It's not just like a, a spiritual Good thing. Good vibes kind right. of thing. It's right. a religious Huh. You know, thing that they do. I did not yeah. know that. And they, you, so you can drive through and still see okay. rocks so everywhere. So these rocks make total sense yeah, to you. make total sense. Okay. Now the other crap is a little creepy to me. <laughs> yeah. Like no bugs. Right. I mean, I love the fact that there's no bugs, but. I mean. That's I like hearing them. Chilling. I don't like them. <laughs> right. Sticking to my face. Exactly. Right. They should be there. Yeah. This is should. how all bad movies start. Yeah. If the yeah. animals are dead. You don't want to be anywhere near there. Well, and, you know, especially with Bigfoot or paranormal stuff where if they're out in the woods, they will hear the nature sounds, everything will be fine. And then all of a sudden, before some kind of sighting, it'll get completely quiet, which I think is very creepy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is scared to silence. Yeah. This is obviously something that has more you power. Should, you should run. <laughs> you should run. Right. Get out. If you see rats running the other way, you run. Follow the rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to play you the first story of the first disappearance. You ready? I am. November 12th, 1945. 74-year-old Mitty Rivers, an experienced hunter and fisherman, was guiding a group of four hunters up through the mountains in a place called Hell Hollow. Being familiar with the area, this was something that he often did. After a long day and hunting trip, the group headed back from where they came, with Mitty leading at a fair pace ahead of the others. He turned the corner, out of sight and disappeared. None of the hunters were too concerned because Mitty was very knowledgeable about their location. An extensive search by 20 local firemen was promptly conducted. Over the following days, the search expanded with 200 army recruits brought in to help aid the search. After eight days of searching, they only found a single rifle cartridge laying in a nearby stream. 
there was speculation that Mitty had leaned over for whatever reason and the cartridge had fallen from his pocket into the water. The search lasted for a month. Mitty Rivers was never seen or heard from again. We weren't concerned at all because he was experienced. That doesn't matter. No. You still don't like, if he was leading the exploration, you don't just bow out without your leader. (laughs) Yeah, it it seemed like they walked around the corner and he wasn't there and they were like, oh, well, maybe he got further ahead than we thought. I don't know what the terrain where they were looked like, but I feel like it's possible that, I mean, he was 74 he was definitely elderly, not to say that he wasn't in good shape or anything, but I mean, could it be possible he got ahead of them and then experienced a stroke or something and Ooh. fell into the woods, like off the path where they couldn't see him, but they were searching for him and could not find right. him. Yeah, but he also had a gun and he could have easily, with one finger, just shot into the air yeah. and alerted people to where he was. Right. But it, he seemingly rounded the corner and vanished. And, you know, they that the group of hunters had known exactly where they were when he went missing. So when they alerted searchers, they could point them to, to exactly where he was, to exactly where they lost him at. And if you would think even if he fell off the trailer, if there was a ravine or something he rolled down into, that they would have found him with 200 army That's searchers. Crazy. Yeah. This was not something that they took lightly. That was pretty quickly done yeah. and organized to find him. Yeah. So it's not like they were just like, nope, yeah. we don't care. Right. No. And, and and the other thing is is that he was supposed to be very experienced and knowledgeable about this area. So I don't think he would have just gotten lost. Right. You know, it doesn't exactly. seem like that. It just seems like he evaporated, mm-hmm. which is definitely strange. I wish I had a picture of Mitty for you. I do not. I could not find a picture of Mitty, which I'm sad about. And also, can we talk about the name Mitty? Because I, I honestly, when I was typing this up, I had in my mind that it was a woman. Obviously. Which, which I was typing it up, and the whole time I was kind of like, man, this is one badass 74-year-old woman leading hunters through a mountainside. And then I got down to the part where it said he, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like a little bit disappointed. Um, but I mean, I went back and corrected all the proper. <laughs> he he's in yeah, but I mean, still at seventy four, I think that's quite awesome. You know, I I I don't think I could hike a mountain at in my thirties right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. So I I gotta give him props for that. Well, but what was the mountain called? Devil something. Um, I think the trail, so they were in the Glastonbury Mountains. Hell Hollow. Yeah, but the, maybe the trail or the path or just the small area in the Glastonbury Mountains was called Hell Hollow. I would assume that it was called that based on terrain because they usually don't call it that based on, you know, dead things being buried there. But, so it was 
obviously a hard place to go and hunt. hunt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he had to have known what he was doing incredibly well. It could have been difficult to get there, but when you know exactly where you're going. Well, yeah, and and I think I really like your point about him being able to just maybe fire a gun off, you know? Had they been walking by and he just rolled down a ravine or whatever, he would have probably heard them walking on the trail and could have fired a shot in the air. I mean, you can fall and get disoriented or have a stroke or right. a heart attack and die. Well, and I mean, that that brings up a good point. Maybe the reason he didn't never fired off a gun was because he literally dropped dead. But they still would have found him. That's the yeah. weird part. They should have been able to find his yeah. body. So they did find a, a cartridge. By the river. For a gun by a stream or a river. So he made it a ways from whatever trail it was right. then. Yeah. And he wouldn't be hollering or, you know, and you can imagine that out there in the mountains, if you holler or you hear a really loud vocalization, it's going to echo around. You're going to hear it. So for them not to have heard any kind of him screaming or gunshot or anything, but then find a cartridge that far away from where they were is yeah it seems like they may have been more like paid you yeah know, like tourists group. yeah and they wanted like to go up group. on this mountain but they needed a good guide and hired this guy right. that's what it seems like to so me. so he was he a local do you think I or think do you he think was. he was an out-of-towner too no i think he was probably local i'll have to look into that more but it seems like if you're that familiar with an area you probably live close by and you're probably there a lot right so yeah poor Mitty. I don't know. Maybe these guys ganged up on him. Yeah. Maybe those uh, eight locals are cannibals. And that's <laughs> why they, they never are. found a body. <laughs> that's right. Oh, poor Mitty. I don't know. The name, though, is good stuff. Yeah. What do you think that stands for? I've never heard. Do you think it's short for something? Because I've I never mean, heard that name. it's clearly got to be a nickname. That's not like a real name. We got time. <laughs> to look this up. Oh. Midnight Rivers. Yeah. He was Native American. He would have been Native American. Oh, weird. He was a Native American guide. Okay. That makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. There you go. So he definitely was local. And right? he was definitely local. And he definitely was not afraid of going in these woods. No. And he took some tourists yeah. up a hill that he knew very well. And then vanished. Yeah, there's no way some out-of-towners could, like, no. get one over on him. No, but, but, but then also... they did make their way back out without him. Yeah. Because they just thought, ah, he's being midi. He right. Decided to go on a spiritual Which he may have, his own. Maybe. Like, maybe he did catch a trail of something and took off. But even then... I feel like Mitty's still living out there. I think he is. These are now his woods. Yeah, he was, And he's like... He was... He was like, see you later, suckers. Right. What's his, what's the guy that lost all that money and went down in a parachute and was supposed to have the money with him? Oh, D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper! Yeah. He's uh-huh. essentially out there with D.B. Yeah, Cooper. he probably is. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, he's hunting food for D.B. Yeah. Yeah. D.B.'s going into town and yeah. buying the finest tents to live in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think they're good. They're yeah. mountain men now. I like it's fine. A, Mitty Rivers and D.B. Cooper. <laughs> You know what? They both have badass names, though, so I like I it. I know. Yeah. I, see? Yeah. Friends Mi- for life. Minnie went from ridiculous to badass real quick there. He did. did. you see that? He did. <laughs> now he's a badass. <laughs> so he totally went from a frail old man to being like, 
I'm now picturing machete out in the woods, like, (laughs) ready to go. (laughs) I think we definitely love it. Yes. Jimmy Cooper, the bank robber, and machete. Yeah. I think it's perfect. That's hilarious. (laughs) I love it. Which is also my perfect man. Yes. I love an old, gray-haired, braided Native Native American American man. Yep. Nice. And Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus. You got, like, weird taste in men. I like gray hair. I like a weathered look. Yeah. (laughs) Not even rugged. No. Weathered. Weathered weathered is about three steps past rugged. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I like me some midi. Midnight Rivers. That is... I'm glad you connected those dots. I'm not sure I would have. He's definitely Native American. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good call. Good call. I like it. All (laughs) right. Do you want to hear the next story? Yes, I do. Okay. December 1st, 1946. Paula Weldon, an 18-year-old Bennington University student, decided to go for a short hike at the Long Trail in the Glastonbury Mountains. After asking a few friends and fellow students to join her, she set off alone and without any accompaniment. She put on her sneakers and her bright red coat with a fur collar and began to hitchhike to the trail. Paula took nothing extra with her, no extra clothes, food, or money, appearing by all accounts that she had only planned to be gone for a few hours. A worker at a local gas station witnessed Paula get a ride with a man named Louie, who was a local contractor who happened to be on his way home. He dropped her off about two and a half miles from Long Trail, No one is certain whether she walked or got a ride the rest of the way. At 3.45 p.m., Paula reached Bigfoot Hollow and was given directions by a man that worked for the newspaper. He warned her that she was not appropriately dressed for the weather. Being that sunset was at 4.20 p.m., he did not believe that she should be going on to the mountain. Nevertheless, Paula continued and eventually came across a group of hikers. She stopped and asked them a few questions about the trail. This was the last time Paula was ever seen. Her case was the most high profile of all the disappearances. Paula's friends and classmates did not report her missing that night, believing that she had returned and they had just missed seeing her. The next day, however, the police were notified and an immense search was conducted and a $5,000 reward was posted. No evidence was ever found of her. Whoa. Yes. So this was a pretty, this was a sad one. She was only 18 years old. Is this Paula? This is Paula. She's beautiful. She's beautiful, yeah. I think her father was a very well-known architect or contractor or something like that. Well, obviously, at that time, $5,000 is a a decent reward. Yeah. I mean, you would think that if she was kidnapped or abducted or something, 
they would have yeah, found some clues for $5,000. Right. I mean... Well, what I found interesting, too, is that, you know, as I was reading the story, you know, they're like, oh, she hitchhiked and she got picked up by this guy. And then I was like, oh, well, that's that's who did it. Right. But then he let her off and she was seen by yet another person right. before she entered the trail who warned her not to go. And then I thought, oh, it was this guy for sure. And then... She was no, spotted by yet another group of people. And I thought, well, surely it's not the group of hikers, you know. So then after that, she's just gone. Although that group of people could also be the same group of people that off the that first guy. <laughs> right. That went hunting. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. The dates. So this was December 1st, 1946. Mitty Rivers was November 12th, 1945. So she was close to a year after him. Yeah. Uh, a little but, over a year. But both in November and December, so cold months. I would think, personally, months that I would not want to go hiking. Exactly. I would not want to go hunting, although I know, you know, November, October are hunting seasons. November, yeah. A lot of guys will not hunt this early Yeah. because of the heat. Right. Um, I guess I just, especially in Paula's case... She's not a hunter. No, she's she definitely just not. Randomly in December decides, I want to go for a hike on a mountain. It's it very strange. It doesn't make sense to me. And what? Alone. I could see if it was a group, like the group of hikers she met, where they were like, let's go have, you know, but they were on their way out. She was on her way in that late. At sunset is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, sunset was stupid early, and yeah. she was essentially just going out. And why did she want to go out there? No, she just decided she wanted to go for a hike. Okay. But, you know, it would be different. I think that it would be different if this university was butted right up to where there were trails and stuff on the side of a mountain or, you know, at the bottom of the mountain where a trail went up in and from the university, you could just hike up in and hike back out. But she had to travel when the first guy that picked her up let her off. She was still two and a half miles from the trail. So how far was this college from the actual mountain? And why would you want to go to all that effort that late in the day with no friends? I don't know. Maybe she, who can't say for sure that she didn't have stuff out there on the trail ready to go because she wanted to take off, you know? Yeah. But do you take off in a bright red coat? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's very little red riding. Right. Very, very visible if you're trying to hide out. I did read that she may have had kind of a falling out with her father just right before this because a lot of the students were due to go home for like a Thanksgiving break right before this. And she decided, however, to stay behind and not go home. So that's a totally other thing. Yeah. I didn't realize that it would have been over break, and obviously there's not going to be a lot of kids right. there. Because Thanksgiving is at the end of yep. November, right? And, and this December is December 1st. 1st. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, but either way, yeah. it seems like it's a time where there's not a lot of people around, like she was doing her own thing on purpose. Yeah. I mean, maybe she just, you know, we have all had to walk away from situations at some point and just be like, I need a moment with myself. But. Not me. She, for, <laughs> hitchhiked miles to a moment by yourself absolutely not no no that's a little that's a little hitchhiking scares the shit out of me well yeah but i can't believe people used to do that back then i don't know that you know they were as terrified and the gas station attendant saw the guy pick her up but you know he knew who it was and she made it further because she was seen further so thank god 
somebody else saw her after he picked her up in the car because he would have been number one suspect had somebody else not seen her. Or he could have just freaking waited. He knew what trail she was going on. Literally anyone could just waited at the end of the trailhead. For her to come back yeah. out. And been yeah. like, hey, I drove you here. Yeah. And it's uh, dark as hell now. You ready to go Get in back? The car. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You didn't kill me yeah. on the way here. I mean, that's a good you point. You won't kill me on the that's way back. That's a good point, too. We <laughs> don't know that she didn't make it off the mountain. Right. You know, because they did search for her and they never found her. Um, just like Mitty. They, they, I mean, even less info with her. With Mitty, they at least found one tiny thing, you know, from him. But I would think that they would find an article of clothing or that red coat would be easy to spot, yeah. especially if it was snowing out. I just don't know what possesses someone to go up in the mountains Why like that earth alone would you do that? at night. So there is a one other detail then. There was one sighting of her by a waitress weeks later. And a decade later, a man said that he knew what happened to her and knew where she was. But yes. he was never able to point out a specific locations or where the remains were. So I... I think the consensus is is that he's just looking for some kind of attention, and as sick as that is, people do it. Yeah, but he didn't do it until ten years later. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? That's all he said. He he just said, well, that's all I could find of what he said. I mean, this was a long time ago. Was that he knew where she was? He knew what happened to her, and he knew where she was. And if I recall correctly, they did take him out. I am. Pretty keen to believe the guy 10 years later. That would definitely have been taken seriously. But it clearly was taken seriously. Like, they tried to find it. Both cases were taken very seriously. The only thing that I question about this guy's story is I did not read that he said he did it. He just said he knew what happened and where she might be located. He never said, I killed her or I took her. And buried her. So, I mean, maybe someone else told him. I wouldn't tell anybody where I buried the bodies right. either, right? right? I'd be like, I know where she's at, but I didn't do it. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, if I went to the police and I said, I know what happened 10 years ago and I know where the body's at, that doesn't necessarily mean that I did it. That could right. easily mean that somebody else told me that they did it and told me where the body was. After 10 years? Yeah. It could have been anybody. Anybody. It could have been, I don't know, somebody who has passed away now and it's been 10 years. Right. And it was... Maybe this person felt safe enough to go to the police. And I would love to know what he said happened. You know, he said he knew what happened, but I kind of feel like this guy didn't do it. And like you said, maybe enough time had passed where the person who committed the act was either long gone or had died and this person felt comfortable coming forward and the reason he couldn't help find the body is because he didn't actually exactly know where the body is he knew vaguely where it might be exactly so that makes more sense to me than this person being involved at all but so then there was the waitress who a week after she went missing said that she waited on her in a restaurant i think it was in a neighboring town so she didn't go that far which is interesting you know but then she never came back to school either and right. all her stuff was at the college. So I have to say that that woman probably misidentified someone else's her. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely did. She was probably looking for some, you know, celebrity or something. Or maybe she was looking to cash in on that $5,000. Maybe. 
and say, look, she's not actually missing. She just doesn't want to come home or whatever, you know? Do you have any other thoughts on her? I guess the only other thing that I could I could say about any of these, is it possible that she got eaten by an animal of some kind or attacked by an animal? But again, I feel like they still would have found her. They still would have found her coat. I, I, I don't know about that, you know. I don't know. Maybe they had some crazy-ass snakes or a crocodile <laughs> or something. But other than that, there's, like, crocodile. no animal that leaves no crocodile. Tra- <laughs> yeah, that leaves no trace. Everything else leaves a trace. I like the but Vermont they don't. crocodile theory. <laughs> the Vermont mountain crocodile. There you go. I mean, a mountain lion. But, again, everything else would leave traces. Right. You you would find probably blood. You would find some kind of remains. And if they were searching for her immediately after she disappeared, which they were, there would be, I mean, not just, you know, bones remains. There would be probably gross enough Mm -hmm. pieces of her on the mountain or bare minimum her clothing. I completely agree. I think there's no reason why she is not found any piece of her unless she was abducted. Stick with mountain crocodile. Sure. Mountain crocs. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like it. it. <laughs> All right, you want to hear the next one? Yeah. December 1st, 1949. James Tedford was a World War II veteran and lived at a soldier's retirement home in Bennington. He had been visiting relatives in St. Albans and was getting ready to embark on an eight-hour bus journey home. The day was extremely snowy, and with the weather conditions, the trip would likely take longer than that. The trip was a straight-through drive, meaning that there were no stops along the way only to let passengers off, not take any new ones on. James boarded with about a dozen other passengers who all testified that he was seen on the bus and even sleeping in his seat during different stages of the trip. As they left the last stop before James's stop, the few remaining passengers reported that they had seen James on the bus waiting for his turn to disembark at Bennington. When the bus reached Bennington and the other passengers had disembarked, they noticed that all of James's belongings were still on the bus, but he was not. His fellow travelers knew that they had just seen him on the bus and could not explain how he had vanished between stops without any of his effects. Becoming yet another riddle of the Bennington Triangle, James Tedford was never seen again. How do you I mean, disappear off a bus with other people on it? That's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to tell me exactly that same dude well, was uh, the dude you've been staring at this whole bus ride? Well, maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, it was there was only 12 people on the bus. Okay. And they were on the bus for eight hours. So I think that, you know, in that kind of a circumstance, they probably chit-chatted or at least a few of them talked a little bit you know there may be some that minded their own business it seems like James may have been minding his own business because he was napping and and whatnot but he you know he was obviously close enough to people if I was sitting across the aisle away from him and maybe like three rows back I would have my eyes on this dude the whole time you know and then to go to get off and he's gone but all his things are there 
I mean, if he'd have jumped out a window, somebody would have noticed. Exactly. You know? Oh, yeah. You definitely would. But in which case, wouldn't he, like, be first off and you not really notice? Like, wouldn't people stand up, I guess? I don't know. Well, they were letting people off through this journey. And they had let a few people off at the stop before Bennington, where he was getting off. But there were still people on the bus at that point. There were people going to Bennington, not just James. So those people, when they got off the bus, noticed that he wasn't there, but his stuff was. Right. So, I mean, the, you know, authorities were alerted. But what kind of investigation can you... I know. I mean... You know, do for this. Like, the only thing you have to investigate is one seat on a bus, you know? Right. And then you have the testimonies of, let's say, these maybe three or four other people that were left on the bus. So what did they say happened, though? That's... Did time disappear? No. Was he there? Were they staring at the back of his head, and then all of a sudden his head was gone? No, like... they, I, I don't know. It was like <laughs> they just went to get off the bus, and he was gone. I, yeah, it's a very lean story. Yes. Um, there's not a whole lot of meat on this one. I could see getting lost in the woods, right? And maybe for various reasons, never being found again. Not many people get lost on a bus. No. <laughs> it's know? much harder to did do. They, my, yes. my question is, is, did they check under the seats? <laughs> right? You no. Know? Did they check in the, the I, luggage storage? I don't know. Was the teacher on duty? Did she have her <laughs> clipboard? No. <laughs> oh, see? That's she did not do was. roll call. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> so I, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this this one. I'm afraid to get on one of these buses because I may disappear on the bus. But so. where are you going to disappear to? That's what I'm saying. Where do you go when exactly. you disappear on a bus? So why don't you want to disappear? I, I mean, know. I want to know. If you can promise that I won't disappear off the bus, I will go. <laughs> I'm not above disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell your husband you said that. <laughs> you know, I'm very easy to kidnap. Let's be honest. I would hitchhike. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I wouldn't really hitchhike, but I would definitely disappear oh, pretty yeah. easily. <laughs> All I got to do is roll my window down and shake a box of cinnamon rolls at you. Yep. Yep. And I'm down. Um, I guess the only other thing we could talk about is if he did willingly disappear or sneak out at a previous stop with other people getting off. A couple things. Why didn't he take any of the stuff? Did he want to make it look like he disappeared? And right. what other motive would he have had for disappearing? He just visited his family by, you know, everything that I read that it was a fine dynamic. It wasn't tumultuous or anything like that. He was headed back home. Do you just get on a bus and decide, I, I don't want to go to Bennington. I'm just going to get off halfway and see what happens without my things? You I don't know, know man. The other thing that might be a possibility for motive to disappear is maybe not such a, so much a motive, but maybe like a reason, is that if he did get off at a previous stop, being in a war and being in a being a veteran, may he have been a little disoriented, mentally confused. Maybe he was scared that he was being chased or something. Yeah, you know. maybe he was paranoid or, you yeah, know, ma- PTSD maybe, happening. Yeah, maybe he was having some delusions or something and just got off and wandered off. I mean, I definitely have heard stories like that of people who just seemingly disappear, but usually their family is like, yeah, they've been acting real <laughs> Real shady for a while, you know. And but if he just got back, they wouldn't have noticed that yet. Yeah, I don't know. 
I I don't know. It's it's a weird. One. I don't know. Yeah, I mean PTSD can make you do some crazy things, but right. but I I do I do still think that that he the fact that he disappeared exactly three years to the day of Paula is also strange. And so now we have three disappearances: two in December, one in November. They're all in the winter time. Strange. And I just think that the fact that no one witnessed him get off, there wasn't that many people on that bus, you know? Right, exactly. And, you know, I try to be very aware of my surroundings when I'm out in the world amongst crazy people. That'd be <laughs> just whatever. <laughs> You're just like, da, 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 da. <laughs> feeling my car pumpkin, going out to my car. Somebody might be behind me with a knife, I don't know. <laughs> Carve the pumpkin. Carve my pumpkin. <laughs> You got a knife, Mr. <laughs> Random Stranger. Would you like to carve some pumpkins with me? Get in my car. I'll take you home. Yes, please. <laughs> my children will love you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I try to be very vigilant, especially being a girl, yeah. being a woman. You know, things happen. I, I can't imagine being on a bus with only 12 other people and not kind of looking around, you know, to see who's on there. You know, I don't care if they catch me looking at them. If if you catch me looking at you, just start a conversation with me. I don't know. No? <laughs> you wouldn't talk to me on a bus? I would definitely not talk to you oh. on a bus. I'd be like, girl, oh. stop staring. Why is she staring at me? <laughs> because I want to be your friend. <laughs> I want to touch your bun. <laughs> your bun is glorious, ma'am. Can I sit next to you? No, oh, I know fuck it no, is. get away from me. <laughs> Fucking freak. <laughs> Walk away. I'm going to sit in the back. You can sit in the front. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I want to be behind you, though. Right. Not the other way around. So, well, that's all I I really have for for this guy. I think we explored a couple of reasons why he may have disappeared. But I think even aliens would have a hard time getting him out through the roof of the bus. Seriously. Yeah. How would you be able to abduct somebody from that tin can? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. So. There's been a large group of people in every one of these stories. Well, is this a cult town? Yeah. Is that what's happening? I or, don't know. Or maybe every so many years on Thanksgiving, there's like a purge situation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where they, purge. Only, they only purge oh. one person. Yeah, one person every three years at a time. Yeah. It's going to be a long time till they get rid of everyone. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I just thought of something else. Now, this is a pretty far-fetched one. Especially if no one on the bus had seen. It kind of ties into your gang theory. <laughs> right. Um, You know, what if he either suffered some kind of deadly ailment? Again, here I go. Heart attack, stroke, whatever. Or what if someone on the bus killed him and all together the people are like stick him in the luggage storage and we'll make up a story and they all just stuck to their story and then the bus driver got rid of him somewhere else far away you know because they're driving long long eight eight hours away i think that that's probably far-fetched but it could happen or he started some shit on a bus and the rest of the bus took care of the situation and that was that yeah, but there Who was knows? no blood or not. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not, that's the again, thing. Yeah, what could I mean? Like, he would have had to have just dropped dead. Yeah, basically, essentially, he or, would have just had to die. Someone could have smothered him, but what were they smothering him with? I, do they have pillows on buses back then? No idea. I don't know. This is definitely what the hell happened. Yeah, this is yeah. What the hell? Yeah, this is a weird one. Like I said, lost in the woods. Yes, that happens. Lost on a bus. It's <laughs> pretty hard to get lost. What on the, bus. the hell happened? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> 
All right, you ready to hear another one? Yes. October 12th, 1950. Eight-year-old Paul Jepson's family were farmers, and Paul often assisted his mother with work on the farm. This day was no different. Paul and his mother had driven their truck over to feed their livestock. His mother left Paul in the truck, not planning on being gone long. When she returned to the vehicle, however, Paul was no longer inside of the truck. She searched frantically nearby to see if he could be playing in the area or wandering around, as was not uncommon. Paul had been wearing a red jacket and would have been highly visible in the natural landscape of the farm. Unable to locate her son, she alerted the police and searches quickly began. They searched tirelessly with bloodhounds for the small boy. Alas, Paul Jepson was never found. So, um, I mean, I just feel like there are a lot of things that could have happened to Paul. He was a farm kid in the 50s. He was used to running around the farm. He was used to being, you know, that life is very much different than leaving your kid in a car in the city. She just drove the vehicle from the house down to where they kept like the pigs and stuff, parked the car, said, I'm going to go in and, and feed them. You stay here, which I don't think was abnormal for no, them at all. That doesn't sound like right. That. The only abnormal thing is when she came back. No, Paul. I will say that I, I do think that there is a possibility that some transient could have wandered through, seen a young boy alone in a car and just... Or mom got pissed at her kid running off and fed him to the pigs. That makes sense Man, to me. Man, you went right down a dark hole there. I was That's better <laughs> than my alligator. <laughs> no way. Mountain alligator is the best. I'm just saying pigs actually do that. So yeah. Oh, yeah. an eight-year-old boy could disappear rather yeah. quickly in right. a pig pen. And I mean, it was a large farm, so I I don't blame her for not being terribly concerned right off bat. Right. Just because I'd be like, oh, he got out of the car. Maybe he had to pee, you know. Maybe he got out because he to go urinate in the trees nearby or, or the go field. Or with the pigs. I mean, literally right. anything. Or just go look at the farm animals or whatever. Yeah. Like, he was used to being on this farm. So, or, you know, just wandering around. That's yeah. what they do. Explore. Yeah. They don't want to sit still. Right. In a truck for any reason. Right. So, I don't know that she was immediately like, oh, shit. I mean, I'm sure she was like, where the hell did this kid go? Right. Exactly. Right? Seriously. But then after not being able to find him, and again, with the red coat. He had a red coat on. I'm saying. Yeah. So, Very easy to pick out. They searched. They searched with bloodhounds for this kid. How did they not find him on a farm? I think that he was taken by someone. That's my personal belief. I mean, I do like the theory about the hogs, but I'm just saying, pigs eat everything. That would be like my and there would be second. no remains. But if somebody took him, if you're ever gonna murder. Have a lot of pigs. Yes, and don't feed them for a couple of yes. weeks. All all pig farmers should be suspects. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. We should check them first. It's always yes. the pigs. If I ever go disappearing <laughs> next to a pig farm, you know where to look. Yeah. I don't like thinking of bad things, any bad things happening to little ones. No. Whether it be aliens or a person. Yeah. Or mom. I don't yeah. care who it is. The idea of there being a transient. Yeah. And just walking down this road and seeing a truck with a little boy in it and no parent around. It would have been easy for him to walk up to the truck and start a conversation with the kid. And in, you know, 
how kids are, especially back then. They they didn't have, they weren't like us. They didn't have stranger danger yeah. beat into them every day of their life as children. You know, now we're all just paranoid and have bad anxiety <laughs> about strangers. So, you know, I, I could see how someone could walk up to him, strike up a little conversation and easily get him out of the truck in no time. Like, oh, this is your farm. Can you show me around? Can right. you show me the animals? Can you... You know, as soon I as I bet you don't know this. Yeah, as soon as that kid gets out of the truck, you just pick him up and throw him over your shoulder and walk away. Yeah. You know? I, I kind of feel like that's the most plausible theory. Although but kids make a lot of noise. They do, they do. A lot of noise. Maybe he just got the kid to walk down the road with him, you know, with a friendly conversation and as soon as they were far enough away, you know. I don't know. I feel like mom is definitely more plausible. Well, the fact that they had the bloodhounds, you would think the bloodhounds would have tracked his scent if he did walk off down the road. Right. But <sighs> you're again, like, how you're like my gut says his mom fed him to pigs. <laughs> yeah, I really think that his mom fed him to pigs. There would be there something. So you think maybe an accident happened or maybe she got angry with him and hurt him? Maybe she drowned him in the pig trap. Oh my god. Again, no blood. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Most cases, killing yeah. somebody, there's it's going bloody. to be a blood trail. Yeah. But women in general are passive murderers. Yeah. Um, so he could have been poisoned, could have been drowned. Those are passive ways right. to kill somebody. Well, and you would think had he been injured in a way that had a lot of blood, those bloodhounds would have oh, been all over that. Yeah. So, you know, I even thought, well, maybe he fell out of the truck and she accidentally ran over him or something. But I think you would bleed probably yeah. if you got run over by a truck. Well, there would at least be DNA on there the There would ground. be serious problems and there's no way they could have cleaned the truck that good. Because you don't clean a farm, farm truck. truck. Yeah. So when people show up and they're like, you've got a really shiny farm truck, they would instantly be yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, that's especially so, Yeah, something <laughs> happened here. Show lady. me your pigs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I don't think that the abduction really sounds like, think, unless they hired a hand or yeah. had someone staying with them to help with the farm. Right. But then you think in the story there would be an account of this person disappearing right after the boy disappears. Exactly. Because they left or they had the boy and right. they disappeared too. None of that seems plausible to me, in which case I don't see any connection to the other ones other than the fact yeah. the time of year and the red coat. And the red coat. I'm not sure. I mean, in, in this kid, he's not in the mountains either. We've had two disappear on the mountain. One in a bus and one at a family farm. Right. So, well, you've got an interesting theory we're going to bring up at the end. Kind of a theory, kind of a Native American myth, <laughs> which I love. I love the idea of that. So, all right. You want to hear the last one? I do. Okay. I'm down. October 28th, 1950. Frida Linger was a typical 53-year-old woman who enjoyed spending time with her family while camping with her family, Frida and her cousin, Herbert, left the campsite to go on a hike. As they were making their way through the woods, Frida lost her balance and slipped into the stream. She decided that she had better go back and change into dry clothes before continuing on. Frida asked her cousin to stay where he was as she would not take long and she would meet back up with him in that spot. Herbert agreed, and Frida disappeared into the woods headed back towards the campsite. After what seemed like he had been waiting too long, 
Herbert made his way back to the campsite only to discover that Frida had never returned. No one had seen her since they had left. In the following two weeks, there were five searches conducted involving helicopters and roughly 300 searchers. No trace of Frida Langer was found. On May 12, 1951, the body of a woman was found three and a half miles from the campsite that Frida had disappeared from. Oddly, this location had been searched multiple times by various parties. The body was that of Freda Langer. Due to the condition of the body, no cause of death could be determined. She was the last person to disappear and the only one whose body was ever found. I would say the only thing that I see that this story has in common with the others is that she was in the woods. Right. Right. What time of year was it? Uh, it was October 28th. Oh, okay. And it was actually only 16 days after Paul disappeared. The, the one thing that really stands out to me is that, A, they did find her body. Right. Obviously. Uh, they found her body in May, which is, I think, where you were thinking was spring. And then the other thing that's interesting is the only account of her, what happened to her in the woods, came from her cousin Herbert. Mm-hmm. One person. Uh-huh. And, not a group. And he was in the woods. He was in the woods for a while. He shows back up the campsite, talks to the rest of the family, and says, hey, have you seen Brita? She was supposed to come back here and change her clothes. And they're like, no, we haven't seen her. If I'm the family and you took off in the woods with my family member... Now, they were both family members, obviously, but if, if you went off together and only one of you came back a long time later and you said, oh, well, she was supposed to come back, I would think that you immediately look suspicious. Um, yeah. Hello. This guy clearly murdered her. In order to... You would have not stayed in the damn woods. Right. You were with your 53-year-old... Cousin. Cousin. You would get your ass out of the woods with her, too. Maybe. You would walk her ass back. You wouldn't just be like, no, I'm going to stand in this spot yeah. awkwardly in the woods. Well, according and to him. my thumbs. According to him, Frida asked him to do that. But this is all according to him. But again, so, even yeah. if I asked you to stand in the woods by yourself I'd be like, while I ran no. off. Right. <laughs> I sure as fuck wouldn't. No. I would be like, uh, no, thanks. Let's both go. Especially if all of the birds stop chirping. Right. Seriously. <laughs> right. Well, and now that we know this story, you're never going to let someone go off in the woods without you and have you wait because you will look like a suspect if they happen to right. disappear. Exactly. Yeah. So her body was the only one found, which is interesting. So I kind of feel like to piece this together, if Herbert did do something to Frida... I feel like he would have had to take her out, kill her, stash her body somewhere, go back, make the story up, pretend like he, he doesn't know what happened to Freda, and then, you know, but they searched, they searched the area, so he, I, I don't know where he would have had to stash this body close by that they wouldn't have found her, but then left the camping site, and then come back and found her, and taken her three miles away. Right. I don't understand. I mean, it would have been a lot, like a lot yeah. of work on his part. And I think they lived in a different state. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of think that it could be him. But also, I mean, that seems like a lot of work. 
It's a lot. But why was he not a suspect? Yeah, I don't in know. In her disappearance. There's no murder without a body. Get it. Unless, again, it was the whole damn family. Do you think that this mountain makes people, (laughs) when they go out in groups, it pits them against one person and makes the murder? I don't know. but The murder crocodile mountain. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying this was clearly one dude by himself. Supposedly. Why did the family not question his story? Why weren't, was he not arrested? I'm sure they were upset, but I think that. You know, just because he was the last to see her doesn't mean that they can actually arrest him. They don't have anything to arrest him for. There's no body at that point. Right. But even when they found a body, they still can't arrest him. Right. Because there's nothing to tie him to it. The only other thing, I I guess I like this, like, transient situation. Could there have been someone else out in the woods? (laughs) I think D.B. Cooper's out in the woods, like, murdering people, though. Was like, I'm fucking done with these tourists. Coming out here. It comes across DB. Disrespecting my land. Yeah. They need to go. And he is taking it upon himself to make sure that nobody else disrespects this place anymore. But how is this woman disrespecting anything? You don't know what she did out there? Did she take a poop in the woods? (laughs) They were clearly hunting. Maybe they did not do the correct hunting rituals. Well, I mean, one account says they were hunting, one account says they were camping. So I can't 100% say they were shooting. Anything. I mean, you know, it's true. There's there's different accounts. Some of them say they were, some say they weren't. So I think got some disrespectful people <laughs> that just disappeared. This all comes down to Native American disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gotta go. Yeah. She was not dressed in a red coat no. or any other flashy no. thing. I, I don't know, man. So the other thing is, once again, she dis- well, she disappeared 16 days after Paul. But all of these disappearances happened in October, November, and December. Yeah. It is weird. Especially seems like a town where there's not a whole lot of things Mm-mm. happening. No. And there's not a lot of people there. I would be interested to see where a reservation would be at. Yeah. Because the police be good to know. are not allowed on a reservation. Even if they're searching for a missing person. They have their own they, police they would, police or whatever. I was going to say, yeah. or they would even just ask for permission, like, hey, we're missing somebody. Can we look? Now, the ones in the woods, I can in my brain link together. The right. bus and the little boy on the farm. To me, those seem like outliers. Just the fact that he was wearing a red coat kind of means nothing to me. Right. It, whatever. Two of the five people had a red coat on. I mean, red's a color. It is. Wear. It is. And it's not even good odds. <laughs> no. No. You know, it's it's weird. So I, I don't, I just don't, I don't feel like I put much validity in the fact that, that those two had anything more to do with it. And I don't know. they're also not in the same area. Right. But they're in the triangle. That's the whole thing. It's the triangle. Yeah, but what else has happened in the triangle? Yeah, I mean, so I did see a couple more recent reports of people disappearing in the woods in the triangle, in the Bennington Triangle, but I did not add them because later they found that these people had committed suicide. So I was like, mm, that's not really a disappearance. Right. <laughs> that is a self-induced disappearing Exactly. But it's not disappeared never to be seen again or found a body and had no idea what happened to it. You know what I mean? 
So, I mean, it's obvious this person was having problems and whatever. So, I just didn't think that tied into any of this. No, and but, like... they're so recent that these were kind of laced together because of the dates and the yeah. proximity of the dates together. I mean, so. it makes sense, but any other weird shit at all? Dying cattle. No. What deemed it a triangle? Because yeah. f- as far as I'm concerned, these five things are essentially the only five things right. that make this a triangle. And I we could take two of them out, and yes. we're no longer in a triangle. Well, we have three. Three is still a triangle. <laughs> I feel like they really stretched it to try stretch. to get those other two in there. I think so, too. <laughs> and that is ultimately where I was headed, the road I was headed down. This just seems like a stretch and whatever. So, But I think that kind of leads us into theories a little bit. Yeah. My first theory is, could it have been a serial killer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the only thing is that there are a wide range of victims. That's true. Ages, genders, different life situations, whatever. And one on a bus. I, how do you serial kill on a bus? Well, you know, I say we throw away the last one because her body bus? was found. Okay. Well, her body was found, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a serial killer in the woods. Oh, it was definitely a killer in the woods. But it was her But... That it was probably Herbert, maybe not Herbert, whatever, could have been some serial killer and didn't hide the body great enough or whatever. I don't think it was necessarily the same person that killed the other ones because if it was, there was never any body found and all of a sudden hers is found. Right. So So that doesn't fit the bill. Whoever killed Frida... Either it is the same guy and he got sloppy, or it's not the same guy at all and somebody else killed the others. Yeah. And I just feel like sloppiness, you get better with each kill, not worse. And again, we can't put all five into serial killer. We can only put four into serial killer. We can put Frida, Paul, Paula, and Mitty into serial killer, but not James. (laughs) Again, I don't know how you serial kill on a bus. Now, I feel like there's a distinction of different things that could have happened to these people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't see enough of a connection to actually connect the dots here. Right. Yeah, me neither. Especially not into this weird-ass triangle situation that we're trying to connect here. Right. It's weird that they say, you know, no bugs or animal sounds. It's very strange. There could be something happening It's probably Sasquatch. (laughs) It could be Sasquatch. No, I think I think it's yeah. I think the the land is not right. meant for people to disrespect. Yeah. Um okay, so the next one, since we're not liking the serial killer theory too much. No. The next one is um could it have been the Bennington monster or wild man? Time out. I didn't know this was a thing. I'm going to tell you about it right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just a Bigfoot kind of creature. You know, every every area has, has, an, a Bigfoot. has a Bigfoot. Right, right. So, for 200 years, there have been reports that a Bigfoot-like creature has made its home in the mountain area. In the early 1800s, a stagecoach driver and his passengers reported seeing a hairy beast. Massive, heavy rains caused them to pull over because the road had washed out. While waiting, they noticed a huge footprint in the mud. The creature came out of the woods, pushed the coach over onto its side, and ran off. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> you know. Another story is of a wild man, and this story originated in 1892. 
At one of the sawmills in Glastonbury, a man hit another man over the head with a rock and killed him. He was later caught and put in an asylum. However, he escaped and was never captured. So these are the two wild man monster theories. So let's go with the monster theory first. The kind of Bigfoot theory. Well, I mean... Did Bigfoot abduct these people? No. Oh. I don't think Bigfoot does that. I got kind of sad because I was hoping you'd say yes. No. No, I don't think Bigfoot does that. Sad face. (laughs) I mean, if Bigfoot exists... He totally does. (laughs) I know. I don't know that I know. Okay. I don't believe that necessarily. But... If you're fired, <laughs> a creature exists such as Bigfoot, it is an evolutionary wonder and not in a good way and cannot be more than a frightened creature when it encounters humans. But just like if, any other creature. But if it's enormous and strong and it's frightened, I can't say that if if I were 8 foot tall, 9 foot tall, 700 pounds, that scared running into somebody that I wouldn't attack them. I'm huge. I want to attack you, <laughs> you know? So you're saying it's a King Kong type situation. No, that's how big Bigfoots are. No, I mean, like, <laughs> the movies that he just essentially backhands them and everybody dies or whatever. No, I'm just saying if you're nine foot tall and 700 pounds and you're scared of something you run into in the woods... You probably don't have much to be scared about because you're bigger than everything in the woods. That's true. Yeah. But even large animals, like large cats, have fear. Well, yeah. They don't just go up to something and, you know. No. But I. But you don't think that there's any, any reason or any way that some kind of Bigfoot creature could have just snatched a boy snatched a girl in the woods and ran off with them. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, we've come full circle. Absolutely on not. No, I mean, no, I'm glad, there, I'm glad again, that you. Any animal that kills or even doesn't kill, it injures and would leave evidence. Evidence. Right, right. I'm not saying I'm that. I'm with you there. But... I don't think Bigfoot is out there like snacking on children or anything but it's still an animal eating people it could be wild boars okay they eat everything i like that you're more willing to believe that than bigfoot (laughs) well i'm just saying do you think bigfoot eats everything including bone and leaves no trace of anything listen we don't know what bigfoot does and does not do because we have never found bigfoot poop ever where is this poop going (laughs) Oh dear. Did you ever think about that? Oh dear. Where does Bigfoot poop go? We don't know because we've never found it. I'm sure. <laughs> You're speechless. And, and so I can't, yeah. I can't even. How do you argue that? I mean. I just officially won that argument. <laughs> I just won. We don't know. There are theories about Bigfoot being interdimensional. I believe, personally, that there's a dimension that's like their toilet that they just hop into <laughs> and take a shit. <laughs> I don't actually believe that, but it's funny. Have you never heard this? Oh, no, I can't. What? No. That's funny. Yeah, no, people actually believe that, though. That's really yeah. sad. There's a toilet dimension. 
Which would be really awesome if there was. <laughs> I think I killed her. Oh my god, that is the same thing. I may have killed her. <laughs> that is the same thing as the earth is flat. I'm I know. sorry. No, it's funny, right? But, oh my god. You know I don't believe that, right? <laughs> and it's so I terrible. knew it would get you, though. I can't breathe anymore. Now you know why my husband rolls his eyes all the time at me. Oh my god, that's so funny. I love everything. It's the best, right? Yeah, yeah. No. I wish my dog would go to a different dimension to take Seriously, a shit. Seriously. I I mean we need to know how to get to that dimension. Yes. But like we gotta find Bigfoot to know. If oh there are all these creatures out there, right? Yeah. Like just assuming if they're all out there, where are they putting the dead ones? Why why are there no bodies? Why are there no bodies? Why is there no feces? All we have is footprints. Why <laughs> we only have feet? They literally only right. have feet. I mean, if we had feet and bodies or feet and piles of poop, right? I would be like, okay, 100% something's going on. <laughs> right. But we only got feet. Yeah. yeah. That right. is. So, Alice, tell me one more time. <laughs> Did Bigfoot abduct these people? No. Absolutely not. not. Okay. Just, I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure. Oh, my God. Okay, let's move on to this wild man. Yeah, okay. I have a problem with the wild man. Oh, okay. Well, I think he's way more believable. Uh, I don't, and I'll tell you why. Because right. he killed a man, and he was working at a sawmill. Let's say bare minimum was probably 18 years old. Okay? He was yeah. probably older. But bare minimum to work in the sawmill, probably 18 years old. And this is in 1892, okay? These all happened in the 1950s. How old would this guy have to be and had to have been living out in the woods for that long? 60. Yeah, I kind of don't feel like he was just running around. 70. Younger than the first guy that died. That's true. (laughs) But he was machete, so, you know. Or... The same age as the first guy that disappeared? <gasps> Maybe Mitty was this guy. 100%. Yeah? 100%. Yeah. Mitty is the guy. The wild man. Yeah. Hmm. But no Bigfoot? No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Absolutely. Shut, shut your face. I, it's just so funny to me. They, they, we have talked about a B-boy... <laughs> <laughs> and all kinds of other nonsense, but Bigfoot is the one thing you're putting your foot down yeah. on. hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. It's my favorite I mean, thing. as far as yeah. I'm concerned, people do crazy shit. Oh, yeah. And there's no explanation for why people do crazy shit. They just do. Right. Um, I and, ju- I... But you know what else people do? <laughs> they no. shit. There, and there's evidence of the shit. <laughs> there is. Actually, well, I do just, it a lot. I just like to announce when it's yeah. about to happen. <laughs> I have to poop. Gotta poop. <laughs> See in 10. I yeah. mean, I like the idea that it could be Mitty. It Mitty is totally the wild Totally could be Mitty. Maybe he disappeared from the hunting trip. That would make Mitty a serial killer. Yeah. You love it. It <laughs> would make Mitty a serial killer. I can see it in your face you're super into Mitty. Or, <laughs> well, first, I just love Mitty. No, but I like that. I like the idea that that could have been him. But I thought... He may have just been too old, but he does kind of fall. Now, we're assuming that he would have been 18. Right. He could have been older when yeah, this he all could have happened. Been older. So, 
you know, I mean, even if he was in his 20s or 30s at the sawmill when he hit the other guy yeah. and he went to the asylum and he escaped and was never found, he would have been too old to be Mitty. Right. And oh, it, for he'd sure. He would have been like in his 80s. Yeah. You know, I mean, not too old to be Mitty, but I don't think that this guy would have been assumed an alias of Mitty Rivers. Right. And changed. Yeah. And, and instead of harming the woods, he just killed people. <laughs> I mean, this all makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, we're taking a, a turn now. No, I like it. We're out of plausible town, oh, no. We're think. about to take a real big turn. <laughs> okay. That brings up my theory of alien abductions. UFO abductions. So, some theorists think that aliens played a part in the disappearances. There have been claims of unexplained lights in the mountains, and because the missing were never found, it's possible that they were abducted. Uh Possibly returned to the wrong area, or maybe they have amnesia when they brought them back. That's all I got. It's more plausible than Bigfoot. I knew you were going to say that. It's way more plausible than Bigfoot. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean. I think, like you said, I think they are stretching this triangle thin trying to put something together. They really are. Yeah. I mean, I think there's got to be way more happening than what we know. Yeah, there probably are a bunch of other accounts, but these are the ones that when you look up the Bennington Triangle, these are the ones. These These are what originated the triangle and what made the triangle. So... Then I think the triangle is bullshit. It's bunk. Yeah. I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. So, no. And I'm willing to take a bus there. A bus. To prove that it's bullshit. I I feel safer on a bus than just out in the woods. Yeah. So. Keep your window closed. Can I stay in the bus? You ain't safe on the bus. That's the point. I mean, maybe. I mean, again. Safer than in the woods, I feel like. I don't. Obviously not. Obviously not. I think they're all totally unrelated. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the UFO explanation. I I think that that's... I think I need to hear way more to think that's a possible... I mean, it's yeah. definitely more possible than Bigfoot. So, but this sounds really look, stupid, but do people get abducted in broad daylight? I don't know. Yeah, good question. <laughs> I mean, in the woods, maybe. maybe. Starker under the canopy. I don't the, know when, the time of day has much to do with it. I'm sure yeah. people have been abducted midday. Or claim to have been abducted. Right. I have no idea. I've no. never looked into that no. to find out if they're, uh, you know, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. I, I would think that aliens need to have their lunch first <laughs> before they abduct. Well, that's why they, it was almost lunchtime. Yeah. And they were like, we got to meet our quota. Yeah. Yeah. So that old guy there, taking him next. That's right. We'll settle with this that's guy. Funny. And then they probably got fired. They're only abducting one person every year or every three years in the yeah. woods. They are definitely not meeting their quota. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fired. <laughs> All right. The next one is the red curse. And we already know how we feel about this. That's some bullshit. Yeah. So there is a belief that wearing red in the triangle could cause something bad to happen to you. And this is simply because of the two missing people wearing red. Is the only reason people well, believe this. let's get on the bus and wear all red. Paint the fucking bus red. And you are poking the bee's nest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the biggest load of horseshit I've ever yes. heard in my life. I agree. So uh, this one I, I like better than most of the other ones. Weather or animals. I think these two are way more plausible than aliens and Bigfoot. And well, so, Bigfoot's an animal. Well, he's, he's a cryptid animal. 
Okay, he, so he isn't is, verified an animal. Is he an apex predator, though? I would say he would be if he were real. Oh, if he were real. I told you I, that I wasn't <laughs> serious, but it's fucking well, you funny. Were, so you're not, you don't actually believe in Bigfoot? I want to believe Bigfoot. I can't <laughs> answer that yes or no because I don't know and no, neither does anyone else. So the answer is no. You yeah. don't know. I, I don't know if Bigfoot is real. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Question mark. I mean, I don't know either. If he shows yeah. up at my house, I'll invite him in. Um, Make sure you ask him where he shits when he comes over. <laughs> Seriously. Please. But I need to know for a friend. Can I get a sample of that? <laughs> I know we just met. <laughs> but can you poop in this? <laughs> I got a baggie. If it's too big for a baggie, I just need a little bit. <laughs> The Bigfoot community is going to love you for this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. Um, there are a good amount of people who believe that the cause of the disappearances is nothing more than weather. They went out and it was cold. Sudden wind patterns on the mountain can often be erratic. And this theory seems likely because these accounts all took place in colder months. No. And and what's her face? The guy straight up was like, girl, you ain't dressed to get on this mountain. Right. You know, like, you should not go up there. Well, the first one, though, the one that was in October. Yeah. Midi. Midi. It said it was really mild. It said it was a mild fall. Right. So I kind of feel like, again, we could all, we could break these up into very different accounts. Like, very different occurrences. Right. I think that possibly Paula could have succumbed to some kind oh, of weather 100%. situation. Yeah. You know? She clearly should not have gone up there on no. her own. She wasn't prepared for anything. Animal she attack, no weather. Food, no extra no. clothes, nothing. Right. right. She was not prepared for a hike. Sorry, honey, but when I yes. go on a hike, I take my snacks. Right. Because I, I don't hike without snacks. Right. <laughs> so I feel like she she might be the only one in my mind that could have succumbed to weather. Yes. Um, Because she was in December. Now, these other ones, I think at least three of them were in October and November, which it's October now, and it's been warm. Yeah. And we live like in Ohio. Hot, like and, 80-something. Yeah. And when day. it snows and winter comes, it's cold and there's lots of deep snow. Yeah. So very different temperature changes within a month or two. Side note, though, there are reports of cougar sightings in that area of the disappearances. Cougars have been known to stalk hikers for long distances and wait to strike. And I have actually seen, I think it was on a I Survived, where this couple was out in the woods and a cougar stalked them or some kind of large cat stalked them for about a mile or so on a hiking trail and then leapt out of the woods and attacked the man. And the woman had to fight off a cougar to save her husband. And it was, it was insane. So I have heard a real story of that happening. Now, how often that actually happens is a question, but that's a terrifying. But even that, does a cougar leave nothing behind? Exactly. That's my question. The the actual poof gone disappearance is weird. It's weird. Pigs can do that. (laughs) Cougars, do they do that? I got a Bigfoot-esque pig question for you. Would or would they not shit out some kind of human DNA, though. The pigs? Yeah. There'd be something yeah. left, There's right? definitely Bone DNA. fragments or something. There's DNA There's left. no way that all breaks down inside of them. They gotta be shitting out toes. No. No, they don't. There's no way all that bone breaks completely down. 
they have an acid pit for our stomach. Ugh. Yeah. And then we eat them. So, yeah. you know, they eat anything, literally How many anything. How do you think that we've eaten that have eaten humans? Or other pigs? Yeah. Or other pigs I'm fine with. That's like double bacon. I'm talking about like human bacon. Even a hand that got stuck in a machine or something. Like a. They just pull it out and they're like, well, Jeb won't be. <laughs> right. Let's feed him to the hogs. <laughs> I don't know. You watch Tiger King. They straight up sewed that shit back up and were right down the tiger's throat again. Oh, yeah. So, I oh, mean. People be crazy. People. Uh, see? Yep. People, people be, be crazy. crazy. That's the reason for everything right. that happens. So. We nuts. I think that maybe a large animal. Maybe for one of these yeah. scenarios. I think whether maybe for one of these scenarios. Yeah. The other ones I'm not certain. But I don't think that it's anything more than whatever. Um, the only one that really confuses me is Minnie because he was so well yeah. traversed in yeah. that, you know, on that mountainside. That it's weird that he just vanished. So so far, aliens is the only thing that connects any of these people. <laughs> well, to just poof disappearing, yeah. right. And this is like a... I want to believe situation. Oh, yeah. I am yeah. connecting these dots because I want these dots or connected. I just want to make this area someplace that people are like, Ooh, look at this area. Let's let's get on a bus and go to Bennington. Yeah. Bring in the tourists, you know? So that brings us to my last theory is that it's just random occurrences. They are not tied together as right. far as I'm concerned. So maybe, just maybe... These people all disappeared for different reasons, and there just happened to be some things that seem like they that could connect them, but they really don't. No. That's... I mean, I feel like... I feel like that's where I'm at with this whole story. Yeah. It sounds like good police work was done. Yeah. I mean, except for maybe the last one, but they did find her body. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Honestly, I'm going with just random occurrences. As much as I want to believe that Bigfoot was serial killing people in the woods... I don't think that's the case. I don't think so either. You know why? Because they didn't find poop. Because there's no poop. (laughs) (laughs) They found a pile of poop with... Alice would be a believer. (laughs) That's right. With a bone shard of one of these people in it or something, then maybe. But I don't think so. Yeah. No. Nope. I think it's all just different and connected dots where they thought they could and that I don't know, though. So My Native American part really wants to believe something completely different. Yes. So I want to talk about that. So you did a little bit of research. We stopped the tape rolling. And Alice did a little bit more digging into kind of a Native American kind of history of the area. And there are some lores and legends and stories that might play into why these people are disappearing, I guess. Which I'm going to butcher and... Hopefully yes. not disrespect. When we were reading the first part about Mitty, it made me start Googling this area of the country. The Abenakai? We apologize for yeah. any butchering of names I'm do. really awful. Um, but it's A-B-E-N-A-K-I. It's like Abenakai. Mm-hmm. And that's the people that lived here. They believed that in the beginning of all things, Glasgow was a culture hero, a Menachai people. He formed himself out of dust and began his work of transformation. As he rolled, the valleys and the mountains took shape. But in the process of transforming the world, he also formed himself. Creation always includes self. That tells me that these mountains are sacred. 
they have been respected for years by people than to hear that logging companies came in and killed off the mountain so that there was nothing living there anymore. It would have definitely disrespected this land. You had said that Native Americans were afraid to go there other yeah. than burying their Afraid deaths. or just didn't, yeah. Right. And actually, I found that it was mentioned that indigenous people never went above the tree line unless they wished to be closer to the thunder beings and the creator. This is a place of power. We sent up prayers and smoke as a community, as close to the sun as we could manage. So that would have been at the top of the mountain that they went there, but they only went there for finding self. Right. And finding that... Like a spiritual right. journey of some kind. That relation to the god and being... Something higher. Yes. In Native American culture, the land is part of that. Yeah. So they found themselves close to the mountains and yeah. the trees. Which is why they stayed... Like, if they were burying their exactly. deceased... It, they would have stayed at the bottom of that. They would not have done that. Right. Up at the top. They speak to grandfather, son, grandmother, woodchuck, or the old man in the mountain. And that it was more than just a story. They greet them often as relatives and they know they're not forgotten. To see that the green mountains go away would have not just hurt as a quality of life their or whatever. It w- yeah, it's not just yeah. losing their surroundings. It would have hurt yeah. their ancestors and right. legacy. And- Especially with their dead being buried there and honored there, it would be way more yeah. than just... Yeah. So wasn't there a story about... Maybe you read it at the beginning. I can't remember. But essentially about a guy becoming the mountain yes um i did read it at the beginning but that's gluskaby i don't know he became the mountain and himself and find self in your surroundings in those things i'm assuming what you kind of gather from this extra research is that maybe the land really just yeah in anger was swallowing people up or making them disappear I don't know, not necessarily that extreme, <laughs> not, but not, like... Maybe not literally, but But yeah, something. there's definitely something protecting this land, and this plant, you know, land should be protected. Maybe yeah. people are disappearing that are disrespectful assholes, you know? Maybe. It's definitely a possibility, whether that's a person that feels that way, right? or it's the land and the creator himself. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I definitely but, like the lore of yeah. that. And and I think what you were saying, too, about some of the stories that they have or the beliefs that they have, I think what it sounded like they were alluding to is a lot of people think these are stories, but to them, they're not. These are just because religion. they aren't written down. They've been passed down by word of mouth. They believe that these things are real, even though they're not in like, you know, like a Bible form or something like that. A lot of times I think that maybe what they're saying is that people hear these and just think, oh, well, that's a nice story. Right. But to them, that's not the case. Right. You know, they take those very seriously. And again, we don't know a whole lot about this. So we're just, we would love to hear. If you do know a lot about this, we would love to hear it. Yes, yeah. Send us an email. Yes. For sure. Um, But we're just trying to do the best we can with what we've got. But And and 
And having Alice here, she does have a tiny bit of Native yes. American blood. And uh, I know that anytime I have anything that's Native American related, she's all about it. Yes. So she wanted to try to do a little further digging yes. into that, which I'm glad you did because that was definitely interesting. Yeah. They seem like quite peaceful. I have a question for you. And this is a like, what do you believe question? So it's nothing to do with Bigfoot. I oh, swear. that's good. No poop. You ever read that book, Everybody Poops? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's literally the first thing we ever learned. Yeah. It's great. Don't be ashamed of it. That's right. Yeah. And please go to the doctor if it ain't right. <laughs> if it's not happening, go to a doctor. Or if it's happening and it ain't right, go right. to a doctor. Or what's the uh, ruler of North Korea? What is his name? Kim, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Uh-huh. He supposedly doesn't poop. What? That is a lie. He doesn't poop. That's not real. <laughs> it's about as real as Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So I guess my qu- my question to you was, do you think that there was some kind of... So let's say they, they were upset, right, about the logging. Do they then just say... This might just be a weird question because I'm weird. Do they then just say, we're angry? Or... Is there some kind of actual ritual to curse? I mean, there's land. a ritual for everything okay. in Native American culture. I think that's what I was getting at. Is is there like a let's get together and curse the land, or is it just because we're angry? Is the land then cursed? No. Is that um, a weird question? No. That might be weird. I mean, so for anybody that's curious, I am from Sioux Indian lineage. We were not the most peaceful of people. However, this tribe sounds like they're incredibly peaceful and have no issues. Now, that being said, anybody can be anybody. Everybody is bad sometimes, you know? And I don't, so I don't necessarily think that it's people putting a curse on something. From my understanding of it, it's the land itself that is a protection. Because they consider that a living thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that is essentially fighting back and protecting itself. Okay, so it's more like the land got angry yeah. and was exacting revenge, kind I of. I mean, I okay, I don't think that's unreasonable. No, no. Now I, I just wasn't sure. You know what I was saying? Oh I yeah. Just call a meeting and set a date for the cursing. I guess is what I was asking. I mean, or... anybody could definitely do anything. Sure. But I don't think it sounds like that. Okay. I mean, I think. I don't know what I believe on a lot of things. Yeah. I'm open to No, you're not. Pretty much. You do not believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> I believe that everyone poops. If you can prove to me that Bigfoot <laughs> poop. has pooped, then I will believe I love that, that this he's is real. your indicator for, <laughs> for believability. I mean, just at this point, because you were the one that brought up the poop. The belief in a Bigfoot-like creature, I mean, my God, you cover my husband in hair, he is Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, so is my husband. So, and he poops. So, again. So you can say that he's real. Right. (laughs) I know, he's real. I just had a thought. (laughs) Maybe that's why Bigfoot doesn't shit on the ground. Oh, maybe. Because he's respectful. (laughs) Maybe Bigfoot composts. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there we go. I mean, we no longer need to see no. Bigfoot poop, and no. he exists. I think he we, just composts. I think we need to end this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's over. <laughs> I think we just keep going back to pooping. Well, that was it. What the hell happened? What the hell happened is right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think that we came to a good... No. No. I have no conclusion. I, I say strung together coincidences. 
Yeah. Yep. That's what happened. I think that's it. All right. I'm going to say goodbye. Bye. Do you have a story that's weird or fascinating? Would you like to have your story read at the end of an episode? If so, please send your story to wthh.podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your stories. If you'd like more episodes and bonus content, join Patreon to become a member. If you liked our episode, please remember to like, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.